Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We'll talk about TV shows, movies, books, anything where stories are involved. But it doesn't stop there. We want to get you, the listener, involved as well. So if you have a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the trueandthefictional at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. So until then, strap in. It's story time. Something different. <laughs> Whoa. Flashbacks to MCU. Yeah, that's very skinny. Jason Momoa with hardly any muscle mass. I love I love skinny Jason Momoa. I love that Atlantis didn't have a scrolling massive intro, and then people said, "Where's the scrolling massive intro?" And then there was a scrolling massive intro. Oh, the first episode of Atlantis. I think that was the first season. They just went, "Huh, no credits." Yeah. Said, no, like where they said, "You don't need credits." But shut your damn whole mouths yeah. and roll your damn credits with your fanciful tunes. Yeah. And I, I even miss in the movies, like any movie, like. Remember growing up in the nineties, like nearly every movie had like this scrolling opening sequence. If they don't have a scrolling opening sequence, it's almost like they don't care about you enough to, to yes. scroll an opening sequence over the top of you. And look, there's fancy ways to do it. I particularly liked in Spider-Man Two how the opening sequence was essentially a flashback re- recap, recap. Yep, yep. of the first movie. And we go, that is brilliant. That that is how you do a rolling opening credits. Yep. And then you know, when Deadpool basically did the whole like they basically watch honest trailers and went hey let's just do that (laughs) (laughs) yes oh that was amazing but then they went on honest trailers and admitted and they actually roman went onto honest trail and admitted that yeah that's what they like you know yeah they yeah well that's what deadpool's about you know (laughs) exactly so but a good but a good opening crawl or a credit sequence absolutely um Particularly with the SG one is what we're talking about, where yes, you don't know what you're looking at. The camera's panning over, then it then it zooms out, and then it's a head, and it's like, ooh, that was cool. Yeah. That was oh, <laughs> yes. I could finally see yeah. the full picture. I, I like I like to imagine that it's that it was the cameraman did it by accident. Like he's just trying to find his focus, and he's like, oh, where's the oh. and like, no, 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 keep it, keep it. That's awesome. So, so some random camera person who's never done maybe maybe yeah. Maybe it was his first day. He shut up the camera and goes, all right, well, so basically we're going we're gonna to take a picture of this amazing headshot. And it's like going, okay, I'm zooming in. Why are you zooming in? I don't know. Like, zoom back. Hang on, hang on. Let me just turn the camera. 
and panned it around. And then went, oh, no, wait, hang on. It's out of focus. Zoom it back, zoom it back. And then he's back here. So then he finally got the shot in. And then they played that in slow motion and put music behind it. went, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I think we've got, oh, my God. I think we've, oh, we've just, we've done it. We've, exactly. We've done it. Exactly. Now, <laughs> welcome to... The true and the fictional podcast. I am here with the man, the myth, the legend, the expert on first dates, J.A. <laughs> Bryden. <laughs> Hello, yes. The man, uh, yeah, Jamie, tell, Jamie, tell me, what makes you so good at first dates? Well, well, the key is to not get a second. Yes, no? that, you, you, you've proven this. <laughs> um You've proven this in in dating, but what makes you what what makes you how do you seal the first date? Because you do get a lot of them. You do it quick. Like I mean, you know how people go hey, and then they talk, and then they talk. Like like, look, within ten messages, mm-hmm. I'm already asking them, hey, let's meet up somewhere. Oh, and now, it, it's, we... it's it's worked nine out of ten times. That's in, now that is impressive. Now. It's my it's my naked man. You know. It's your naked man, absolutely. <laughs> now tell tell me about this this attack. Now, do you go for mass volume or do you sort of wait to shoot your shot? What's your what is your what is your strategy there? Look, look, um, it's definitely not mass mat, not 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 mass volume. Like I'm I, I'm still a picky bastard. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I go, oh maybe. So, so if this was like a sushi train kind of situation, well, I wouldn't. wouldn't you would just be grabbing everything. <laughs> No, you used to be sitting there going, waiting, going. Let me look for let me look for the high quality plates that come around. At the, you know, that's... Well, you know the ones that intrigue me, the ones that stand out, the ones that aren't just a photo of a head, because there's a lot of lot of that. A lot of that. Like, just check out my head. What are you hiding? Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, what happens though, Jamie? If they're just doing that because they they want to make sure that you date them for that reason, they go they they want to show off their rocking bod until much later. Like, what if that was you know? Then you're missing yeah, out. Yeah, but with the addition of a filter, mm. you know, like literally, I'd say at least seven seven out of ten of these gals on the dating apps have some sort of filter. Everyone now, has filters. N- not not like not like a um dog nose. I mean, there's been a few of those. Like you know the dog. Yeah. You, you're going like. What 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 are you trying to what are you trying to date sticks or you know, attract some sticks or um... <laughs> no mailman please no mailman I'm not yeah I'm not a mail yeah I've had enough of the mailman yeah or maybe you know you know but they might not be using filter yes those giant anime eyes might you know they might be real you don't you don't you don't yeah. know. They could have been born with giant anime eyes. That is the that is a distinct. No, that's that's fair. That's fair point. And, and it's it's like the uh like the little cartoon that came out, well, cartoon comic strip that came out like, let's say five ten years ago, with someone on the toilet and they read the sign on the back of the door that says "For a good time, call yada yada yada," mm-hmm. and then the next caption is this guy hang gliding with this muscly guy. And he's like, oh, thanks for the really good time. I like yeah. that classic humor. Yeah. You know, the, you, you don't always have to be dirty with a good classic humor. Yeah. You allude to dirtiness. Well, then, in, in... No, but it, it's the perfect comedy. It's just like, you know, sending a dick pic. Send a photo of Dick Smith or Dick oh. Cheney or... 
Dick Tracy for the older gals. You know? Dick Tracy. That, that yeah, those are some good dicks you just mentioned. Those, I, mean, I mean, in terms of in terms of quality dick, that is some that is some good quality dicks. And if you want to go a bit 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 a uh, bit obscure, you get for the for the old um Australian Hey Hey Saturday, Dicky Knee. And if you want to get political, you can send pictures of Richard Nixon. Ah, yes. And to keep things back on topic, you could send him a picture of Richard Dean Anderson. Oh, whoa. Uh, then you could be like, going, this is a classic dick. Yeah. <laughs> he prefers to be called Richard, but you, you know, know, you know what I mean. He prefers to be called Richard, but this, this classic dick started, has started now two hit series. Mm-hmm. One, which is a bit average, yeah. although you might, you might disagree on the MacGyver thing. Do you? Where do you stand, where do you stand on MacGyver? Well, what the... The new MacGyver or the old MacGyver? Uh, Richard Dean Anson's original MacGyver. Where do you stand look, on that? It it was great for what it was growing up. Look, look, I, I will defend it to a T because it was made in an era where nothing had to make sense. The fact that he was a special forces that didn't use guns didn't, didn't bother you? like didn't, yeah. Like, yeah, but like, look, at least with the new MacGyver, they, it made more sense. But... With the old yeah, MacGyver, he didn't use guns, but he could. He still could. He still knew how to use it. He just wasn't yeah. a, a gun man, yeah. like you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But the old one is like, I don't use, use guns. I never use guns. You know, ex special forces never uses guns. And you go, fair enough. If something happened at his time in the special forces where he's like, not nah, can't do guns. Um, fair enough. But no, they do a whole episode of him and his friends' his childhood. Um, in, yeah, in their childhood, and like um, they have an axe. Like one of his friends gets shot or something, and he's like, yeah, "I hate yeah. guns." And you go, like, "So you joined the special forces after something traumatic yeah. from your childhood that makes you not want to use guns?" And, and 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 I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure one of the early classes in the army rangers is how to shoot a weapon, mm-hmm. and then becoming a marksman would be one of the things that would distinguish him for special forces. Yeah. That would be you know one of the, the you know yeah, so. Yes, there is a small and subtle plot hole in that. Oh, there's plenty of plot holes. But if we didn't get MacGyver, we wouldn't be able to see the wonderful chemistry between Richard Dean Anderson and Christopher Judge much earlier on in their lives. Before they even had stuck in their mind, you saw mm-hmm. one of the greatest scenes where he said, tell me, young man, do you play football? That's right. <laughs> and then he showed him some sort of flipping trick or, t- or some sort of like jujitsu move. That's going cool. You just flip one of your students. That's that's fine. Like this, <laughs> this is gonna be, yeah. I can foresee no ramifications of you yeah. just basically assaulting a student in the front of the entire school. Yeah. But maybe that's just maybe that was just the society that we lived in then where teachers could hit students, maybe. I don't know. Not yeah, probably. I mean, you know. When I was in school and I was a naughty boy, I got the paddle. Remember the paddle? I do. Different era back then. Yeah, but um, it didn't. Um, it was funny because it didn't hurt. Or it did, like, I mean, some some old lady like would tap me on the butt, and it was like that didn't hurt. And she went really, and then she did it harder, but it it, it didn't hurt even then. And I was just like, ow. <laughs> like that just seems like an odd punishment. Yeah, like a cricket bat to the butt. You know. Yes, maybe they didn't do it hard because they realized some of the kids liked it, and then they, then they it freaked it was them prob- out. Pro- it was probably at that era where the debate was pretty heavy. They're going, you shouldn't beat children for being naughty, you know. And then she's like, I don't. But she was like eight hundred years old, so 
Oh, um, look, and when they're that old, you know, you let them get a beating. But I mean, let's yeah. be honest. If they still had that and you had, say, an attractive female teacher and she goes, if you play up, I'll give you a spanking. <laughs> she be, that's all her job would be. Just be issuing spankings. Is this a throwback to your math teacher? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, <laughs> you know, but yes. yes so you're saying this is, this is the origins of the dominatrix stuff? Correct. <laughs> Well, and you know that that does make a lot of sense now when you think about it. You know, if the people who are older who like that sort of stuff, you know, they, they, they you know, they would have had a teacher that, that you know, that yeah, they might have liked, who was then paddling them, and then they said, "Why am I enjoying this so much?" And this is you know, <laughs> that spawned that idea, mm, that very yes. concept into their head that they like to be spanked because they are in fact a bad, bad boy. Oh, <laughs> this is you know, yeah. Speaking um, of bad bad boys <laughs> jamie you have a contest with your announcements. oh yeah we, 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 should, we should announce the winner now we, we, we got we got a few few entries and i just I, I literally just picked them at random i did the hat thing you know wrote them down put the names in the hats because I've, I've i have a lot of hats and i pulled out a name called matthew so matthew if you're listening thank you for sending us dino incest and congratulations on winning a good. copy of Grey Sports Almanac. I expect when you find a time traveling machine that you can indeed go back in time and put some money on for us as well. Well done. Well for done. Sending us good quality. What's that? A round of applause. Round of applause. I can hear the round of applause. Yep. Good quality. There's nothing nothing better than good quality Dino incest. Yes. So thank you for sending it in. Much appreciated. And congratulations. Um, now, before we dive into all things Stargate, I did have a bit of a funny story that popped up on the news. Oh, dude. Not the, not the, not the mainstream news, but the weird, the weird news. The stuff I enjoy, please. Let us hear. This is what the headline says, Chris. Mm-hmm. A Florida man tried to break into a Space Force base in a stolen truck to warn the government about a war between aliens and Chinese dragons. That is outstanding. Please tell me more. <laughs> well, as I scroll down, the, the, uh, his name was Corey Johnson, 29, of Ocala, Florida. I think that's how you say it. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, he was arrested on Friday. Um, his arrest affidavit noted that he stole a 2013 Ford um, F-150 three days before arriving to the Patrick Space Force base located mm-hmm. in Brevard County. Um, according to the affidavit, Johnson said he was ordered by President Biden in, the, in his head, of course, to steal the truck and drive it to the Space Force base to warn the government about, about US aliens fighting with Chinese dragons. So not, not only are they aliens, they're US aliens. So United States aliens. Yes. Well, fighting you know, Chinese dragons. Well, they've all, aliens have probably been... Um, given citizenship right yep yep so they've come here they've given citizenship you know that i mean that's a movie right there yeah aliens come here looking for a plan to live and say yes you can stay having said that we do have a problem with these chinese dragons <laughs> that are now invading and so they gave them citizenship and so they can then march out against these chinese dra- now how big would you think those chinese dragons are well 
<laughs> there's a picture and uh it's uh it's the old school you know like the end of um shang chi yeah yeah so like a shang chi style it is literally blowing fire on a ufo like the classic ufo yeah yeah so right now aliens from another planet have decided to help humanity particularly the u.s but obviously, when if you save the US, you save the world. Apparently, that's just even that's how movies tell me that that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're now fighting against Chinese dragons. Now, here's the thing that I have to wonder: Did China awaken the dragons to fight, or did the dragons just awaken themselves, look around at the world that they live in, and decide that we have to destroy it all and start again? This is what I, this. I mean, this is a like now, Jamie. Yeah. If you were shooting this film, which angle would you take for this movie? I, I think I'd, I'd play the Godzilla angle, but with the Chinese dragon, like so they've been dormant. Yeah, yeah. And something you, happened to set. So them you off. wouldn't want to have like a Chinese scientist like bring one up that's frozen and go, "We can control it. I know we can." And then well, go, th- "Oh, oh shit!" Now we go, <laughs> like, 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 like you go, "We can control it. We'll harness the full power yes. of dragons." No, that, now that that that's that's cliche, <laughs> but but cliche has proven to work. You know, <laughs> Star Wars. <coughs> if you do Star Wars, right? <coughs> yeah. Yes. You, know, you give the people what they want, and then they enjoy it. And then there's, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's a handful of people that go, oh, "That's so derivative," but they're so few that the whole I world mean, goes. Yeah. As I say with those things, people say like, "Oh my god, it's so derivative, so unoriginal." If you walk into a restaurant <laughs> and you sit down and go, "This," and basically, let's say there's a big sign that says Lucas. Steakhouse, known for the greatest cuts of prime rib and wagyu beef in the air in the universe. You, suddenly, you sit down, and you go, "I'm so excited!" Okay, and then all of a sudden, they bring out this plate of chicken and go, "Here you go." You sit there, and go, "The fuck?" They're going, "I was like, did I subvert your expectations by giving you something different?" It's like, no, I. You are known for this. I came for prime cut rib. Give me my goddamn prime cut rib, much like with a, much like you mentioned. It might be seen as derivative, but god damn it. Sometimes that's good. It's sometimes mm-hmm. good to know what you're gonna get in something. Actually, in anything you reorder a package, if you ordered a package from Amazon and they and it was a completely different <laughs> it was a completely different item, you'd be like, um, Amazon, this is not what I ordered. <laughs> ah. But don't you feel special? I've subverted yeah. your expectations. Like, yeah. no, no, really. I want, I want, you know, I ordered something. I want to get the thing. I ordered. Yeah. But, you know. Well, well, a couple of weeks ago, the mailman subverted our expectations by putting our parcel on our neighbor's door and our neighbor's parcel on our door. Oh, <laughs> she's like, oh, <laughs> subverting your expectations. Interesting. Yeah. You know that that he should get a Hollywood job with that kind of level of subversion. Yeah. So, yeah, so, the, so we're saying that the Chinese <laughs> government wakes them up by accident. Accident, in quotations. Yeah. Now, they probably think there's roaring dragons, like, uncontrollable, but these are obviously intelligent celestial beings, and, and, and they start talking to each other, and they go, hey, you know, what has happened to the world? What is this TikTok I hear about? <laughs> and they look at them and go, what is this? only fans as they're going on the internet going what is wrong with society and then that's when they decide we are going to destroy it 
and but, start again. So just by looking at those two things, <laughs> those two things alone, <laughs> they, they were like they don't they don't look at the inflation. They don't they don't, <laughs> don't look at look at government overreach. Nope, TikTok those two and... items. <laughs> it is those two things that they go. Well, I've no, the, no. I, I like I like to think that a dragon. Goes on OnlyFans. He goes, there's no fans on here. I want to see those Chinese fans. No, maybe. Yes. No. So the dragon was looking for a great way to get good fans and found the website OnlyFans. Cool. But then the dragon said to himself, no wonder why humanity has fallen. It is too easy to see boob. (laughs) And we all know the harder it is to see boob, the greater the man's achievement. This world needs to be purged. And then that's when, yeah, then that will start the war between humanity and the dragons. Yeah. Obviously, the first the first fight, you know, we sent out our fancy F-22 Raptors and F-35 from Lockheed Martin, and, and yeah. they get absolutely destroyed because you know what? They're, they're mythical ancient dragons of magic. So, you know, yeah. they're gonna win that fight. And yeah. that's when we deploy the aliens. And which is which is interesting because they've, they've been trying to hide the aliens and the truth about the aliens for so long. Mm-hmm. Now they're just like, just let them, just let them lose, let them all lose. Oh my god, we have to. <laughs> if this was a movie, you have to have the the, the, the dude go like, let them fight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let them fight. Yes. Ah, but you know what'll happen? What is the Chinese dragons and the aliens will see past their differences? Oh no. <laughs> And then turn on big government. <laughs> turn on the government and destroy the army. Yes, they might have the question like, why are we fighting? Because the dragons and the aliens are both libertarian, dormant libertarians. <laughs> the libertarians. <laughs> libertarian. You have awoken the libertarian dragon. Oh, that, you know what? Either way, I think that's, we read that story and go, that's silly. We, but it could be true. You don't know. I mean, you yeah. never, I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put it past. The only thing that I don't believe in that story is that Joe Biden was coherent enough to give him a command. But apart from that, everything else was somewhat believable. Unless the guy was just reading Joe Biden's teleprompter. True. Or he learned... No, no. He learned to translate the... (gasps) He learned... Oh, my God. He He learned Bidenese. He learned the code and read it and, like... And he's got this giant whiteboard with all these like pictures attached to it, and like with red yeah. strings like connected what, all. And what, he's what, like, what's, "What's that thing he said? He said like the uh, the source of America or, or America Americans are really <laughs> yeah, Jennifer, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. well, there's the part. Yeah, um, but what he really was talking about was U.S. aliens fighting Chinese dragons. <laughs> that was his code. Yes, that was the code. Broken here Maybe. today, folks. Maybe that was the the, the 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 head dragon's name. Maybe the head dragon's name is Shadow for Pressure. Maybe that's his name. No, it was an activation code. <gasps> oh! And this this guy, this guy, uh, was a was like a sleeper agent, just waiting to be activated, waiting for the code to send him on his most important mission. And what makes it even better is Joe Biden accidentally said it, and he didn't know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> So he strung a bunch of syllables together and in the sheer coincidence. Yes, sheer coincidence. The absolute, the, the, the coincidence beyond all coincidence happened to just, that was the activation code yeah. for the dragons. <laughs> like Brilliant. Stum- stumbling upon, uh, upon it accidentally. 
you know, it's believable. You know, I, I you know, I, Jamie, I think, you know, I think your, that your movie is a hundred percent a believable work of art. And and did you like how I tied in aliens into uh, into today's topic of that? That was very Stargate. very clever. Happy accident. Um, Happy accident. Now let's let's go deep. Let's let's dive in mm-hmm. to the topic. I believe we all shared the first memories of Stargate, which was the amazing movie. The 1994 Roland Emmerich masterpiece. Yep. He's a I I, I actually am a big fan of his films, so you know this, this oh, yeah. is you know, uh, this one was absolutely right up my, my alley as well. The story of the of a gate traveling through the traveling through a wormhole, deciphering with with mythical symbols to an unknown planet and faced up against Egyptian aliens. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's phenomenal. And when you when you think of it, it's almost like but a less ridiculous version of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter in the sense that they take fi- uh, facts and wove fiction into it. Yeah, that's true. And you think about it, like, um, you know, you're using Egyptian, the Egyptian gods. Um, you're taking the pyramids, making them landing pads for the alien crafts. That is true. Um, but yeah, fantastic film. Now, I think one of my, I think one of the my favorite memories of that entire film. I mean, they were the bad guys, but they were so memorable. Do you know? Do you remember the bad guys? And, and like they were, there was a leader guy who had the the yeah. Anubis sort of head, the jackal head, and then the Hulk people. That was a mem. That wasn't a, like it's a like particularly when they were just sort of fighting them. So sort of well, they're trying to fight them inside of you know the gate room. And they'll get their absolute asses kicked. Yeah. And it was that, and it was that, you know, and then it's almost, it's almost like creepy with the way they sort of the heads moved and they looked around, you could see yeah. the eyes. And, and then you see the amazing transformation sequence where they finally yeah. reveal the face. And then you sort of see the, the villain. Hurrah. Great start to a franchise. Fantastic movie. Then obviously, once it happened, nothing happened for a very, 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 very long time. I think it was like five years. Five what? years, and then they finally dusted it wasn't back it? off. Correct. And they finally brought it back. Maybe it was three years. Oh, no, it was three years. Was 1997, so three years. Yeah, so three years. Um, so I'm going to say that they jumped on that pretty quickly, considering actually, how long you know it takes development. Uh, Especially back then. We need 24 episodes. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'll give you that. Because because I think after, like halfway through season one, if I remember correctly, they got renewed for like five seasons. Oh, that's like, right. They did too. You're just like, five seasons? Like, why didn't they do that with Stranger Things? Just saying, you know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> but we then, they realized, I think that, you know, it wasn't just one world they could go visit. It's, you know, multiple worlds. And who better to head that that important mission than the United States Space Force, played by Obvious... played by Canadian actors, Canadian by <laughs> played by all Canadian actors. And let's yeah. you know, fun fact: if Space Force would have existed back then, 
<laughs> this movie would have been actually based on Space Force Space because Force, the part yeah. of the Air Force that was in charge of the Stargate was the same Air Force division that eventually split off to become a Space Force because yeah. it was um it was Space Command Air Force Space Command yep. which eventually became Space Force. So there you go, fun trivia, Space Force. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and they brought in an amazing cast. Richard Dean Anderson, former MacGyver. Cut Russell did an amazing job in the movie. But I think even Richard Dean Anderson had said that he was not going to play that serious, that exactly yeah. that, you know, that you know, Kurt Russell plays a certain... Yeah, he wanted to make it his own character. He even said that he wants an extra L. Oh, is so that why that two Yeah, L- in, in the movie, there's one L. Yeah. And in the TV series, there's two Ls. See, I never got that reference, but he does make the reference a, a bunch of times. And that's Neil with two Ls. Yeah. There's another Neil with one L. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, there you go. And it made sense for him to, for, to play, you know, his own interpretation. Yep. And to his, to his thing, he was saying, you know, he he'd obviously moved past that. He'd put that behind him. Yeah. The other character that's important is Michael Shanks oh, playing yes. Dr. Daniel Jackson. Now, because I was little back then, I didn't even know that it was a different yeah. person. I, like, I, like, he did it so well. Yeah. That I was like, going, I didn't know it was like, you know, that wasn't James Spader. And you couldn't no. have told me that as a kid. Yeah. Like, Isn't it the same actor from the movie? It's like, no, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's not. Are you sure? You like, that, like, you could, it Michael, looks so similar. Yeah. Michael Shanks is so underrated as an actor. Absolutely. Um, I always get excited when, like, he turned up in an episode of Supernatural. He, he, um, he's done a few, I, he did a movie about um, a hockey player that, it's essentially it would have been American Underdog, but the hockey version, like an old, <laughs> an old guy that you know plays hockey late. Forget what it's called, but that. And you can tell that he's the most. Um, they really stretch his acting skills throughout the whole Stargate series. They're going. Here's an episode where you have a hundred consciences in your head. <laughs> you must play all these characters. You know. And then, like, the little kid comes to the front. He's got to play a scared child, and then he's got to play. Oh, that, I remember that episode, and yes, that was that was incredible. I think that was uh, an amazing, an amazing actor. And let's not forget that Michael Shanks is the man. The man's got game. If you mm-hmm. look at his two partners in life, one, <laughs> the, yeah, the um, first one, which was obviously um, playing uh, Shulry, he was. Uh, his uh, wife from the series, yeah, being his first uh, partner, and he has a lovely daughter with her. And then, obviously, the second one, Lexi, Lexi Dong, Lexi Doig, Lexi Doig, I think her name is. Doig, Dong. She's Dong. also been in um, Supernatural. Who's, who's been in a lot of the different series of sci-fi, yeah. and has many, and you know, has the, uh, I think you know, she, she was in Andromeda with. Um, yeah, that's probably with, where they met. With uh, what's he? Who was the main guy from Andromeda? Andromeda wasn't that um, the Hercules dude. Hercules guy, yes. Uh, I should know it. Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo, absolutely. I love so Kevin Sorbo. Go. So there you go. The man's got so the Daniel Shanks, the the actor Michael, Michael Shanks, Shanks. Sorry, <laughs> Michael Shanks. His name, <laughs> Michael Shanks, has game. There can't be a big three without a third. Mm-hmm. And then I'm of course talking about Amanda Tapping at. As Major Samantha Carter, honestly, one of today, if not the strongest character, or one of the strongest mm-hmm. um, 
character like from from memory there was just such a great there was a lot of great story arcs with her she wasn't just you know she was she wasn't just there as to fill in the third spot she was the site she was you know yeah. scientist soldier all into the one package fantastic um and there's, and you know when when they sort of moved on from the original cast and when sort of she got sort of she was there but she wasn't it sort of it was a formula and i think they broke it when they sort yeah. of moved them all when they went when they eventually went their separate ways which is very very sad but again we can yeah. we'll, we'll touch on that there was obviously a fourth cast member really Christopher Judge. Oh, yes, Christopher Judge. He was also in an episode of MacGyver as a... You, I, again, <laughs> that is how they met. <laughs> that is how it all came to be. And that performance, the former first prime of Apophis <laughs> turned hero. I mean, essentially... Be- oh, before that line. The- that line, Chris. It's like, help me save these people. And he's like, many have said that, but you're the first one that I believe that I can do it. Throws him the yep, throws him the staff weapon and yep. <laughs> let us not forget we 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 love Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. but Drax is really just Teal'c, just yes, <laughs> the same style of jokes, the same kind of literal humor. Mm-hmm. Drax is Teal'c, and Teal'c does not get the credit deserved yeah. for the role because things things won't calm down, Daniel Jackson. Indeed, they will calm up. <laughs> yes. There's so many legendary quotes from Teal'c of just you know, yeah, um, or even of his of his of his mentor Braytek. Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, the bridge is too heavily fortified. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, I got to tell you a story like on this, like while while we're on Master Braytek, there's, there's a an old a guy I met. It was like a family friend from way back when. Um, and he said he was in an airport once. And he's sitting on this, this white, like on a chair. And next to him, like he just turns his head and he's like, oh, crap. And he's, he's sitting next to the actor that plays Master Braytag. And he's like, am I sure? Is this really him? And so he does, he walks up and pretends to put something in the bin so he can turn around and get a look. He's like, and he sits back down next to him and leans just in just a little bit and goes, are you Master Braytag? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Yes, but most most people recognize me from Zorro." And he just goes, "Oh my god!" Like he didn't re- like he just goes, "You're in Zorro!" Like you know. But his first thought was, "It's Master Braytag." It's Master Braytag. But, yes. but he's then he's like, "Oh my gosh, you're in Zorro too." Um, yeah, it's one of those again, classic role. And who? And let us not forget Hammond, a very tall. And a very bold man from Texas, which gave oh. gave gave birth to Hammond of Texas. Yes. <laughs> now, those are the principal characters. A, we, we can sort of sit here and talk about all the different characters, but Jamie, what are some moments that stand out to you in terms of Stargate? The first, let's sort of say the first few seasons. What 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 first few what, seasons? First few seasons. What what you what, what drew you in? Well, uh, it was just no. Well, to me, to me, it was refreshing to see a sci-fi that wasn't a, you know um, exclusively about space travel. It was about going to other planets and seeing other cultures and other alien races and all that stuff. But it was it felt grounded. You know what I mean? Like they brought the ships into it later, but um, which was again, and, we can talk about the downfall of the show, but yeah, yeah, but um, 
yeah initially it was just it was just the fact that it felt grounded it felt real um always found it funny that like in the first few episodes they'd tumble down they'd be really cold you know um as i went through the portal and they're like oh it's ice cold and then uh, and then you know, the next episode they just walk through <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sick of i'm sick of tumbling i think i think that was <laughs> like obviously like I think I think you're right. That was just a holdover from the movie where they sort of like did the whole like they're frozen yeah. as they go through, like oh it's cold, yeah. and then they went, all right, let's not. That's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's difficult. And and prop props to the early early stuff because they used to cart around uh, a stargate that they would put like that you know, and then they set it up in in the field or wh- in the field location. and forest of Canada. Yeah, yeah. No, well, they made it more of an effort at the beginning. Like they had desert. Do you remember the crystal episode? Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yep, you know, they're in the desert um, and all that. But, um, uh, yeah, look, it was just, it was the fact that it was grounded. It was the fact that it was very character heavy, you know? Very character heavy, very grounded. And lovely scenes of the forest of Canada. Yeah. Uh, I think I've never <laughs> wanted to go see to a country and you'd be like going, man, um, no. that um, was just some fantastic forests of Canada. And again, that's the latest stuff. And especially later stargate atlantis they're like all right out back <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just go out to the yeah. fields and forests of canada in, if from memory in the early seasons they made an effort to look, make it look like no it's... no they, they 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 went to other civilizations yeah. they sort of went to other but areas the, and... the quarry the shaka episode with the quarry that quarry was used in multiple um episodes yeah episodes from different angles and like oh it's this <laughs> i recognize that log <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> shooting outdoors is expensive yeah we you know location shots very difficult yeah. to get so you know yeah. i i do enjoy the forest of yeah. canada so that's you yeah. know that i i'll always yeah. remember that now the show had to balance between obviously the main sort of storyline which was you know the gold fight gold yes gold fight and then what we would what we would call today filler episodes because we don't get too many filler episodes into modern TV because there's only 10 episodes a season now. <laughs> yeah, also, like, like half, half the amount. Actually, no, they still do some filler episodes, which I'm going, why are you doing filler episodes if you have 10, season, 10 episodes? Just what are you doing? But Listen you know, to Stranger Things. Exactly. Do a two and a half hour episode. It works every episode. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but did you enjoy, what was, what was, did you, did you enjoy some of the just planets that seem fillerish and from a, from a, from an episode I, standpoint? I, I, I honestly can't remember much. Like I remember there being filler episodes, but I can't remember like what they what they like were. The, like the, I think one of the early episodes, the Mongol episode, uh, Shabadai. Yeah, so, no, well, that was I like that one, but it yeah, was yeah. it was. But it wasn't part of the the essential. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess you'd call it the essential Guild plotline. Yeah. Um, yeah. The black hole where they sort of accidentally open up a war. Like, that a was cool. Of, yeah, but the black hole. Cool. But there always were you're right, there always were cool episodes. Yeah. And, Especially early on, because they're probably just trying to find they're trying to make you feel like you're in a world, like you're in a whole universe, you know. And you know, the 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 third episode was the third episode, the second no, the second episode was the introducing the parasite, his best mate gets yep. gets SG, the SD two The third one was the Mongol yep. one, and, and the Mongol one was cool in the in seeing like how you know when a civilization is cut off from, you know, the rest, like they may not change as much. Yep, they were uh, taken time, from a so. certain period from because of the Gualds yep. implanted there, and then obviously kept at a very low level of technology on purpose. Um, yep. 
to make and obviously in, and in, in this scenario the americans take the part of the colonizing british come in and go hey change your ways for us <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah and this is one of those things one of those fantastic tropes you see in sci-fi which i love because it's like it can only happen in sci-fi where they go to the planet and go you're killing babies you can't do that here's a better way of not doing it it's like going hey that's their culture <laughs> let, man let, let's change your culture overnight because that works every time <laughs> but Eight seasons or more, they've successfully changed the culture overnight. <laughs> we are right. <laughs> and they brought yeah. America to the galaxy. Yeah. Democracy. Yeah. And and ironically, a lot of the gold were British. Um. <laughs> gold are always British. Um, I think. I think, you know. But with the ball? He was cool. Ball, yeah. Now, yeah, they said there was, there was a lot. There was a lot of really cool um, worlds. Obviously, the first one we that we we tangled with was Apophis. Yep. Um, which which that whole first season was fantastic because that led to one. It led to obviously it was the, the birth of the the rebellion. Yeah. The rebellion against um, where the Jafar will stand free. But it also was you, you got to one of my favorite episodes because it makes me angry every time I think <laughs> about it. Was when the government, the senator came in and just started pissing over all everything that they've ever done. Yeah, it, it's funny because that episode, in a show's sense, is what they call a clip show, where basically yeah. they just show clips because like yeah. it's it's one of those easy episodes to do. But it works so well because it set up like the it set up the storyline of the government is pointless and, and stupid, <laughs> and they're not going to they're not going to lift a finger to help the military up against you know a giant alien invasion. And then the, even the lines at the end goes, "I don't believe God will let this happen to us." Like, going, shut yeah. up! I will <laughs> punch you in the face if I, <laughs> yeah. if I, if I ever could. Like, yeah. like, oh, we're shutting it down. We're, we're you know we're done. That's it. It's no more. We're, we're, you know. We'll shut off the gate and they'll leave us alone. They're going, yeah. that's not how aliens They're... work. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. And that Tilk standing up going like, you have now shown, we've already shown the goal, goal that we are ready for their level of war. Exactly. <laughs> they're, com- they're, they're, they're coming. They're coming. Like, it's yep. just. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, the, the, you know, that gave birth to the fantastic corridor fight scenes where they remember it's the same corridor they just basically run yeah. back and read <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's like a like a, a circular a circular ship but yeah. more octagon, octagon, like, octagon ship, yeah. so with with the with the like a lazy triangle point you mm. know like so they go that way and then turn and then they turn around and go that way and turn yeah yep. hey if it works hey look if it works it works but it gave it that also gave us some Great episode moments where uh, Braytech was like, like, you know, and when and when the ships from Earth come out to fight, they're going, well, ship, we, we we've got we've got several <laughs> shuttles, shuttles, <laughs> and these shuttles, they are a formidable craft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, you have that fantastic scene where Braytech turns to Teal and says. We die well, Teal. And his response, we die free. Oh, uh, yes. The classic fight for freedom. Yep. But then there was a number of different really great gorals, you know, um, 
you know, Hathor. I thought I thought Hathor was a very cool episode. She was cool, yeah, and very cool concept. Didn't they find her in one of the tombs? Correct, and yeah. they accidentally. Earth, again, Earth it's, one, it's one of those like accidentally. Oops. Like, <laughs> but having said that, when when those that you look, when you look at it, when you look back, those are several villains that they sort of either inadvertently or accidentally un- unleashed upon the world. Well, isn't that what Spider Man does all the time? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and and then you got to fix your own problem, you know. Hey, valid point. Hathor, yeah, Hathor was yeah. a great. Hathor was a great one. Then there was um, who was the under? What was the guy who was like the underworld guy? It wasn't the, Seth? I remember the Seth one. That was a cool episode where the where the, all the kids were in a cult. Oh yes, the cult one on Earth. That was cool. Yeah, and that it was, was led by Seth. Yep. Um, and then they went to um, then there was a, there was basically hell. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. And then they had that's I can't remember, I can't yeah. Remember. Well, well, here's here's like on on you know filler episodes. Our episode I'll probably remember that really well. Wasn't like it felt like a filler, but it was an important filler when they were trapped under the ice. Oh it's, yeah, it's, it's when they discover that there's two gates on Earth. Oh, that yeah, exactly. You know? that was... But like it felt like just like it was just like half the episode was just you know, um. O'Neill and and um, Sam down down in the hole of ice, and she's he's hurt his leg or something like that. And... Yeah, it's, a, it's an episode that felt feels like you know feels like filler, but isn't filler. Like when yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. It's important. Um, there's just too much to remember. <laughs> yep, and let's not. And then one of the coolest things is obviously. Expand, expanding very much upon the sort of, I guess, the the law of from the first movie is obviously the, the introduction of the system lawns. Yeah. Whereas it's, not, so cool. it's no longer just, it wasn't just, you know, Rye, it was then multiple other worlds basically spanning the, spanning basically the realm of basically um, all of the you know, all, all of all of them, the major one, Egyptian gods, but then they sort of expand yeah. out with like, um, there was obviously Baal, Amaterasu, um, Master, uh, Master, uh, the, you. the Chinese, you, the Chinese <laughs> yeah. one. And, and that was the one time where I found, that's the one thing where I found that was where I found, what was her name? We're somewhat... I, I could tolerate her when she was like going with Daniel Jackson talk about it, and he goes you and she goes you and, she, and he goes don't even know look every single joke on that has ever been told is done don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, yeah. it was like no 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 don't like all the jokes all, all the jokes yeah. are done on that yeah. let's, let's, let's not yeah. go down that route <laughs> you um yeah but then you know of course then there's the the Asgard that come into it oh yes that, that was a great episode Thor's Hammer we, where we were introduced not only to the Asgard, but to um, the the Unus, the Unus, played by James L. Jones, and that was cool when we got to see um, one. There was a planet where I think I think it was one of the Circus worlds because he was like sort of like the devil, where he yeah. had like an Unus go collect people as like because they yeah. were like the because he was like the oh devil. yeah. That- that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the one. It was like super Middle Ages. Middle Ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had basically just yeah, Nunes, basically. Yeah, and fun fact: that guy who was the, in control of the bracelet, bracelet or what? This special bracelet. Mm-hmm. He was in an episode of um, Atlantis. Oh, where you remember the, the Atlantis episode where 
all the prisoners um, are near the gate. Oh, yeah. It's basically their offering to the the wraith. So the wraith will come through and just, you know, herd up a few of the uh, the prisoners for their yum yum food time. Oh yeah, nice, yeah. nice. But yeah, um, why don't well, we talk about some of the best arcs in Stargate SG One? Let us do that because look, there's a few. You mentioned it, and I think we'll go down this route on one of the best, some of the great, but one of my favorite arcs, which was Shaka. Oh yes, Shaka. The the Unis who Daniel Jackson taught, you know, how like it taught, he, he taught him basically a little bit about, you know, he sort of get, removed his fear away from humans and then he was captured and then went to the planet and then basically started teaching the other Unises what shot, like basically freedom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and then you, the best thing about that is how it's a small arc, but it's hilarious that like it plays out where he's like going, well, you know, we're we just giving the brief on the Unis to like, the, the new high command of Stargate yeah. going after a brief after a civil war there was a truce between the Unus and like on this planet and like um and the humans then goes how many humans died in the civil war Daniel Jackson's like sort of brushes over that fact he goes oh yeah civil war no one could that's not the last remaining human said sure sure yeah no we're fine yeah but I you know then when you when you saw him again, he said Daniel Jackson's name. I was like, oh, yes, yeah." Um, that's a, I think I remember that was because I needed to mine a planet that had um, important that had Nakoda, and yeah. they needed to basically build the ships yeah. and the weapons. They need to fight the gold, and they had to make an alliance with these Unos. And Shaka came to the rescue. Then to broker the peace. One of my favorite episodes for arcs because it was just it's just you know something paying up. You see basically. This little try, this little tiny Unus go from basically, you know, where he is, grow up. The next time you you see him, he's basically the the you know he's the George Washington of, yeah. of his planet. <laughs> of the Unus. Where, yeah, of the Unus going, we will yeah, we will fight them, and we will yeah we will not yeah. stand for tyranny any longer. Does this mean that we will get an Unus Hamilton? <laughs> oh my God! I didn't Unus. even think of that, but imagine Alexander. Hamilton. My name is Shaka 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 My name is Shaka 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 a million just you Yes. You know what? Screw it! I I need I need I need to see now. Uh, yeah. uh, uh Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton. Shock an Una, an Una Ham, an Una's Hamilton. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what, do you have a favorite arc? <laughs> Look, I've always I've always loved the Anubis. Um, oh, classic! Even the big that classic. Again, it felt like a filler, but it was important. Where the, where Daniel Jackson's in the diner. Like where he's just like between ascension, I think. Oh, yes, yep, yep, yep. And yeah, and then there's this, this there's this guy in there. He's like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. and then that guy ends up being Anubis. Um, that's right. That's, like that's, that. that's when um that's when Daniel basically descends to help them fight. Yeah. Um, 
Do we even know why Daniel left? Was it a con? I'm assuming it was contractual. Why I no, I think I think they had problems because um, it was season six where he got replaced. I think they were having issues with each other. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I didn't really care for Daniel Jackson for the whole first five seasons, and then he died, and I realized I really did care for Daniel Jackson because <laughs> Jer- his replacement Jonas was the most annoying human alive. Oh, he was so painful. Uh... Which is a shame because because his planet and their arc was pretty cool. It was, it was. Yeah, like it was great, but he was just like a. Uh... <laughs> was it? Was it him? Was it? I can't remember. Was it him? Was it his thing? Was it his planet or which planet was it? Where they were basically doing science experiments on the Tokra mother. Like literally, like the, the they were literally accidentally like they didn't realize they were doing it, but they were basically doing science experiments on the Tokyo High High Queen and like killing. I think basically... that may have been his plan. Oh no, no, I don't think it was. But but that, that was one of those fun. It's like going, yeah, it's like it's like whoops, like <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, cool. yeah. Um, like, no, whoops. I don't think it was his plan. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, you, the, the the people that yeah. are the the Tokyo yeah. that you know they're trying to help you and. So you know the, yeah. the, the one god has decided that you know you know not enslaved the world and you found her queen and now you've been experimenting on her. That's I that's think, fine. I think that was a random. Yeah, it's a random. random one, but one. It was... It's because where they figured out where they couldn't be taken as a host. Correct. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I remember that one. But um. The oh, what was it? Nah, his planet was like because there was there was Naquadra and there was Naquadria. Nequadria, yes. These, yeah, so I was... he, he had the planet that was full of Nequadria, which ends up, you know, being like, oh, hello, yes, we're the good. We heard that you have Nequadria. <laughs> yeah. The slightly unstable elements that are late, but essentially the, the cool thing about that one is obviously with the ships that they eventually built, the humans built, the Nequadria allowed them to do basically short, basically quick short-term tactical jumps yeah. with the ships. So it so gave them a, a, an excellent advantage in, in, yeah. the, in, in the fight. Yep, yeah. so... Um, yeah, there's just so much good, good episodes. Like I just, e- even late later on, they had, um, like I, I, I still, you know, I got over it because I used it to death. But the replicators, when they first came into it, they were pretty cool. Uh, yeah, look, when I, I agreed, I, and I, and I do agree on overuse of the replicators. <laughs> like, but yeah, like more so when Atlantis. Um, because it was cool because they, they had their own arc. They had like, okay, like it's some some girls making them and it's like little robots. And then it was even cool when they learned to replicate into humans. That was a cool little that was, arc. That was cool. I, I did like that, yeah. Um, especially with O'Neill resisting the, <laughs> the torture, like singing songs in his head. Um, but yeah, then, then, you know, Atlantis seemed to do a lot of, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> but look um let's 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 mention the the one of the greatest two episode arcs of all time in i'd say all of stargate where it was the film documentarian oh comes to do a doco oh just the performances in all of that was just phenomenal oh we're going we're going there are we we're touching we're we're doing it we're going there we're going there there. i was 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 gonna say i was gonna do that or the one where tilt gets trapped in the chair uh no let's go to the sad one (laughs) heroes Uh, yeah yeah heroes part one part two Mm -hmm. but 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 let's let's touch (laughs) on the chair thing initially (laughs) Okay, back to the chair. <laughs> because I really like the fact is that 
even though so the chair was basically built on Teal's memories and Teal's mind on things. Yeah. But when he but it was from his memories from he was earliest joining the team. And even and there's this awesome thing where like subconsciously, even then he didn't believe that they could win. Yeah. And is basically then just going in there and saying, We can yes, we like look where we are now, look at who you are now. We can we can win. Yeah. And so that and that was really cool, just really just sad. Like yeah. As it, as the simulation goes on, he just sits down and just continues dies and it doesn't yeah. get up and fight. I was like, no, get up, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. That was also sad. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it, it was. <laughs> um, but the the other one that's standing out to me right now, before I forget, oh, there's heaps. There's one where Tilt gets lost on lost on Earth, like he's sick. Yep. And yep. then he meets the king as a super soaker. Um, yes. That was a cool episode. They had. Um, of course, the time travel episode where they go back to the seventies. <laughs> that was, or was it the sixties? Um, they meet Young Hammond. That was cool, but Groundhog Day episode. I know Groundhog Days have been done to death, but that was just that was fantastic. Oh, O'Neill, what are you doing on my backswing, sir? <laughs> now let's talk about one of the more sad, mm-hmm. really sad arc. It's one of those one of those unfulfilled arcs. Samantha Carter and Colonel O'Neill. Oh, yeah. I mean... They were meant to be, what, but they weren't. What, what should have been, if it wasn't for some down pesky US military law that, that, yeah. that you know, prevents them because... And then the worst... And then it's, a, it's one of those weird scenarios where it's like happy and not... Is in when he becomes general of Stargate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means every single person under his direct command, which means... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like now we can't date anyone. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. We, we, the, yeah. Becoming gen- then as the series we he moves into a higher ranks and higher ranks of generals are going, yeah, well, that yeah. point you can't date anyone because under your, yeah. under your command because everyone's under your direct command. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, on to the Heroes episode. Real... Uh, it's really funny because around the same time Battlestar Galactica was basically trying to copy everything, and they they yeah. did a similar episode, and their episode was not nearly as good. But yeah. this one, what made this one good was um, we finally got to like we got to see what we because sometimes they were very story driven episodes. We 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 didn't get to see the actual the true sort of like Gwald versus human yeah. fight, and this one with um what's his name played um he went to play Alec Baldwin. Is it? No. Well, Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin. Al Baldwin. He, basically, you, you, you see that guy, yeah, yeah that, you look like a colonel, colonel in the, uh, with, with his SC <laughs> yeah. teams. And then basically you see that planet where they're, they're, they're all pouring through the, where basically like yeah. something happens and they call up like six teams to pour through that gate and they're yeah. all just like giant ass firefights. Yeah. And, and then, yes, then you see again, one of the saddest <laughs> moments I think mm-hmm. in, in the history and then you, but you do hear then you know the the the, the, the film officer saying you know oh, if you got something give it to me. And initially you think he's just being a little bit a dick. Yeah. And trying to like just goes oh it's all about his thing. But he's actually got a really he's, you know he's got a valid point where it's basically like, like the people need to know. But it's more so than it's more so than that. It's the it's it's honoring the memories of those who have fallen and honoring yeah. the memories of those who have come. And then th- that was great. And I thought that was a really cool. Um, a really sad moment when you know Dr. Fraser died, just oh, saving yeah. someone, and it's like, like a star, like that, that star weapon blast, just you know, yeah. 
And they foreshadowed it. They sure they foreshadowed it really well, where they were saying, "Oh, you know, with the with the vest, we wear. We when we get hit with a staff weapon, we basically be cooked alive because of the vest." And yeah. so they built those ceramic plates to sort of like you know take away from the blast. O'Neill got hit, and you thought, "Okay, it's Neil," but it's no, because he was wearing a vest. He was wearing his ceramic, yeah. ceramic coated vest. That's what you know. That's exactly what yeah. they're designed for. She was a doctor wearing doctor's outfit, then just got absolutely yeah. blasted and just. Yeah. Oh. But there was, again, as much as beautiful scene, a horrible scene, but what was the head physician of the goddamn Stargate Command doing on the field? Yeah. Send other doctors, goddamn it. Don't send well, what we didn't head. see is they, they had all died one at a time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. So You're the only doctor of, we have. <laughs> so what, a giant line of doctors being blasted? Yeah, fair point. Well, I think, I think it could have been like maybe the, it was too severe and she... They needed oh, yeah, her only, expertise. Only her expertise. Yeah. Fair enough. I will buy yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, back then, yeah. less thought, less thought. I'm sure. I'm sure still... there's loopholes. True. I'm sure there is. But I, th- I still thought it was very good, accurate portrayal of uh, portrayed how they said showed the military. I thought that was very still very good. Yeah. And from memory, like, um, I think Richard Anson got a medal from the U.S. Air Force, like a... for, for how you know. Yeah, they, I remember well, because being... they had bad people that you know consulted them all the time, didn't they? Yeah, they actually had like I think it was the head of the US Air Force at one stage, yeah. like he was or closer to the high ranking. Yeah. And he actually and Colonel O'Neill actually uh, the, I remember I remember like the actor telling him I walk up to him goes, Do you have anyone in like in the real Air Force like me, like that jackass kind of character? He and he, and he said, Son, I have you and I have worse under my command. <laughs> <laughs> because when you think about it, the Air Force is where all the eggheads go in terms of yeah. just, because they're, they're like that like the flyer plane, it's all about understanding like telemetry and doing math mathematics in their head. They're all like these, they're all like hyper, yeah. they're all geniuses. And, and while, while some people hate Mitchell, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was it, was, it was still really funny with um, the Landry sort of doing the quiz and things that says, oh, you know, you use self deprecating humor to hide your outward perfection. Like, yeah. it's, it's very, yeah. that's very, that's very typical of an Air Force personnel yeah. where they're all like, they're perfect. They try yeah. to like well, play it down. No, yeah. Well, let's talk about those last two seasons, like season nine, nine, and nine and ten, which were just nine thrown ten. in because they wanted to do ten seasons um, when it would have worked better as a spin-off series. Just saying, um, it still had potential, and I still liked Cam Mitchell. And I um, thought the Ori were fantastic, actually. Like, yeah. And and here's the thing, and this is one of those really funny, annoying, and and also like hurt things. We got to see tons of ship fights in those episodes because yeah. obviously, but. That's not. That's never been what Stargate's been about. Yeah. Stargate's never been about like giant ship battles. I'm like going, yeah. show me the on the ground stuff. Yeah. Show me the star wielding like, fighters. Yeah, exactly. But like, the Ori had so much potential, and they had the classic "Hello, darling." Hello, darling. Like, like they had a line that that we would quote all the time. Um, they were great. They were a great villain because it wasn't like because previously with the world it was like these are guys pretending to be gods with powers yeah. that are, which is basically science. With yeah. the with the Aurais are going these are gods. Yeah, well, they have actual like, godlike powers. They're like ro- rogue ascended, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. ascended. Yeah, um, but that was the difference. It's not like yeah. we're kind of like gods. Like going no no these are these guys have like literal godlike yeah. powers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, up the next level. That was you know. Um, had then so Daniel, potential. then Daniel got turned into you know a, a, an Ori. Yeah, and it was really funny when um you know because of Merlin, the Merlin in his mind yeah. meant to save him, save his thing. 
But the funniest thing about that one, that whole thing was um that's right, because it was Valor's Valor and his daughter became like the the head of or queen or queen bee of the yeah. of, of the Ori, which is yeah. funny. But that's right, because she she had she had a baby really quickly, didn't she? Like it was, Yeah, it, it grew in basically it grew in just basically yeah. once again, Daniel impregnating someone which is again and, a and common then, and then she a common occurrence in his in correct his me if I'm wrong, but she was the chick from Firefly and Dead. Yes, correct. Um Patricia Mar- I think Marichi. Marichi. Marichi, yep, yep. That was her. Yeah, and then obviously <laughs> He said that then, then he started going and doing the soft cell of the Ori. It's like, not yeah. the hard cell. <laughs> this yeah. the, you know, he told nothing about life eternal. It's like, oh, the soft cell, the soft cell of, of, <laughs> of, 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 of who the Ori are. Yeah. Um, we could talk forever, but let's touch on Atlantis for a bit. Oh, yeah, the look, we could off. talk. We could, yeah, we could talk. <laughs> she won, I think. But, the we're, we're, we're not going to talk uh, the terrible. Why do you series? hate Weir? Look, I think it was the fact one that the fact that they changed her, the actor, like there was a great actor. Yep. They did one episode with her, and they went, "No, that's not her anymore. This is new her." And I, I just, I don't know what it was. It's something just bugged me about her. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you not? I, I, I liked her. I thought she was great. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you not at one stage hold an email address which was <laughs> I hate Rhea? <laughs> yes, yes I did. No, it was at Hotmail. At Hotmail. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I did. I hate mm. Rhea at Hotmail.com. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> hey, she's a fine, she was a fine well, look, leader. I could, I can still watch the series. I have no problem going through and watching, watching yep. the series. Fine leader. Does it, does it help that she's attractive? Yes, it, I mean, I'm sure. Like that, that does less of yeah. the. Really, you don't like that whole. You don't like the, a successful mature age woman. That doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do anything. Interesting. No, not interesting. Really. Yeah. Not really. But interesting enough, the, the funny thing about Atlantis is all the recycled actors. From oh, there were so many actors that were basically like, either, like her, like um. Weir's husband was Simon. Yep. And yep. he was he was the someone from SG one where they rescued this very advanced people from a planet that was like basically destroyed by volcanoes or something like that. Oh yes. And like yes, that yes, was yes. so so advanced that they were like t- looking down on the on the on us humans. And then like Sam's like, here's a cat. He's like, ooh. And the guy was like, Oh, I like a cat. And he was in love with Sam. I remember, I remember that episode, but yeah, there was. Let's talk about the cast of that because Colonel John Shepard, I think, is an absolute oh, fantastic, goddamn outstanding, outstanding leader, outstanding headman for the whole for the yeah. series. I met him at Comic Con. Nice on a bad day because he was just like, really didn't look like he wanted to be there. Oh, <laughs> and he was just like, he, like. He didn't even look at me in the eyes, you know. Like Aww. it was just, it was just like sitting sideways, and then and then signs the thing and goes, "Hi, Jamie, great to meet you." At yeah, yeah, and I'm going like, "Was it great to meet me? Was it great? I didn't feel the love." Maybe he was hungover. There's always yeah, a, that's always looked, a he thing. He looked bored, you know. Well, you know. But then, in 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 his defense, the person I met before him was Timothy Obertson, King Richard from Gallivant. 
and you know mm. he's a bit more eccentric and you know hey you know yep true true that could just be yeah. his personality yeah now so there was it was Shepard yep. Rodney McKay which I love because yeah um I remember when Rodney McKay accidentally blew up a solar system <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. and then I remember him I trying to argue with Weir that why yeah. it wasn't such a bad thing. <laughs> It's like going, oh, wait, wait, wait. You blew up an entire solar system and you're arguing like, well, that's how science progresses. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was, I thought it was great. Uh, Taylor, um, which was, she was the... great. The, Nate, then obviously, let's not forget Ronan. Yeah, well, he didn't come until season two or three, I believe. Because it was two. Ford. It was Lieutenant Ford. Yeah. Who then became Wraith. Oh. Uh, or Wraith, well, he... like... He got blown up while being fed on. Yeah, he's like, I'm super powered. Yeah, he's like, oh, Ford's crazy. <laughs> and then yeah. um, Carson, Carson Beckett, and then you know, was, was another one. Uh, yeah, he, he's full Canadian, by the way. <laughs> that's that's really funny. But that his accent is flawless, though. You know, because yeah. he's like, I didn't know that. And then Jennifer Keller, um, also from also from um, Firefly. Firefly. Yep. No, she um, didn't come until late. Oh, much yeah, she came much later on. Yeah, well, you're like you're way too young to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like, but again, but again look, with that, I will give them some defense on that because the people who are involved in SG Command, they're not just they are the best. Yeah, like, they are the best literally. Of the best. Yeah. they are literally like the gifted, like <laughs> gifted, basically like science. Like the science people would be basically like going. By the age of twelve, they were doing high out. Al- they were doing algebra. <laughs> doing algebra. <laughs> By the age of fifteen, they had graduated yeah. suda cum laude from the from university. So it's not like you know, there's like yeah. Well, say they look young. These are the yeah. best people. Well, <laughs> like, that that's funny. Flipping back to SG One for a moment there, where they go to a planet where the, all the kids are just super super oh, intelligent, right, because... and, and <laughs> Jack O'Neill is like so Mel Mer- Mer- Mervin. I think it's something like that. I hear you're some kind of reactor expert. And he's like, how old are you? I am 11. He's like, oh, so Mervin, I hear you're some kind of a reactor expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, no, that's a fair then, point. Then there was Woolsey, which again, dude, I wanted to punch. Yeah, Richard well, he was Woolsey. the villain. And then they said, now you're the good guy. Yep. He was putting, he was, well, was he the bad guy? Yes. Was he doing something that was asked him in the military, which is essentially true. Every single time a soldier dies, they cal- it's not just they don't calculate it by the death of the soldier. They calculate basically based upon like Money. how much he costs to train, develop, yeah. and, and 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 it's the same thing with like you know modern day SEAL team war fighters. Um, yeah, a navy a SEAL team fighter costs I think it's like six hundred thousand dollars to develop and train to become a tier one operator. When one dies, people ask. There's people wonder like. What happened? What failed? Why did we lose yeah. this 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 thing we yeah. spent six hundred thousand dollars to train on? Like, yeah. So it's a horrible thing, but it's also just the the the, the pragmatic yeah. maths on the military that does happen. So it's yeah. like, yeah. I hate him and I do want to punch him, but yeah. at the same yeah. time, he is sci-fi royalty. Oh, hun- yeah, no, like, like, again. <laughs> yeah, like, like he's been there and he's, like you see him, you go, wow, it's that guy. Uh, now yeah. we have we have some other great characters. What's I can't I can't remember his name. No. Todd, Todd the Wraith. Todd the Wraith. Who's yes. also also played in episode one as the guy who's lost his son. Who, who works what? What at um I love that actor, man. He's also in um I've only watched some of it, but um Andrew Garfield's got a show on Disney Plus. 
about uh he's a mormon detective mm-hmm. and um the yeah the john oh, what's his name the the guy who plays todd the race um you know him if you see him um yeah he plays like this creepy mormon dude like you're just like there's something off with this guy because it's like a murder mystery but um and who can't forget the jenai oh the, how good were the jenai Again, the Jedi were fantastic because they were just arrogant little shits that you wanted to yeah. see fail and die at every single avenue. And I think they were, from memory, they were at World War II level. Yep, yep. of technology. Yeah. Yep. And the and and the the funniest thing was when Renu McKay was in the underground looking at, looking at the radiation levels and goes, "Oh, yeah, so." If you guys don't want kids or anything, and they go, "Oh, our scientists tell us that it's fine," he's like, yeah. "Okay." <laughs> it's like it's it's like all these people down there smoking, going, <sighs> and like, "Don't you know that gives you cancer?" No, 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 it doesn't give you cancer. Our scientists, that's fine. It's like going, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah." And then again, this is one of those things where like humans once again. The Stargate team accidentally woke the Wraith up early. Like it's one of those one of those like yeah. one, yeah. one of those things that's like going whoops. Whoops. Um we uh, we yeah. mm, whoops. Yeah. Um but again, yeah. Standout episode t- was to me was obviously when they were trying to abandon the basically like we was like we're abandoned, we're giving up, we're going home. With fuck all this, it's too hard, we're abandoning. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this, this guy will Stargate opens, a whole bunch of military people comes and goes, oh, oh, Dr. Weir, I'm relieving yeah. you of command. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like, by Earl Colonel Needle. <laughs> and then yeah. all the military go, go, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. in comes the cavalry. In comes um, the cavalry, and I was like, going, yeah. yes. Yeah, and they're dual-wielding P90s. And oh, P90s. Again, yeah. we didn't mention them, but then no. you know, they use MP5s, I think, the first few seasons. But as yeah. soon as they said using P90, that became like, that was just the signature gun of the every yeah. SG team. Like, going, yeah. you have to have P90s. Yeah, it looked good, man. It lo- oh, look, it's the most insane gun in real life because it's a, it's a it's a real spray and pray kind of weapon. Yeah, but for some reason, these military guys go, "This is our primary weapon." It's like that would Well, be a- I'd say it should be when you're fighting the wraith. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no. Hey, hey look. <laughs> like, <you know>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like these guys a- regenerate. Yeah, yeah, no. Hundred. Look, that makes sense. That's, like, that's, I want to hit that general area of, with bullets. That, that was one of my favorite episodes where they, where they're showing the how tough a wraith is once it's fed. Oh yeah, like, yeah. You know, and they essentially just fly down with the puddle jumpers, go boom, 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 boom. <laughs> just essentially blow it up with a rocket. Um, um, yeah, I like the show. Um, I always thought it was weird that because of his contractually reasons that Daniel Jackson's never took command of, you know, fucking Stargate Atlantis because, yeah. you know, why would they not have the foremost expert on the agents commanding the city of the agents, blah, blah, blah. It, it, it's one of the, it's, it's one of those, yeah. it's, 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 it's one of those things that they were like, I, again, that was, I think from my understanding, they, they, the reason why Sam was chosen because she still had a contract. Or, yeah. Like, it was the actors still contract. had contracts. And so then it, they, it was so messy towards the end. It was. Uh, and it's like, oh, here's an actor, here's an actor, here's an actor. And you're just like, oh, come on, guys. Um, yeah, it was another series stuck at Universe, which I've never seen. I've never watched. Oh No, I've uh, watched, I think I, I did, 
did the the rule that I give every show is I watch at least two or three episodes and then I decide if it's <laughs> yeah, I didn't even do that. I was, I was like, um, looks no, crap. It, look, it 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 had a great from memory. It had a great pilot, um, and then it was just it was just the most stupid show. <laughs> like it's like it was literally. Oh no, we're being pulled towards the sun. What do we do? Everyone evacuate the ship. It stops right at the right point. Oh, the ship's solar powered. Um, and like oh every, like, so everything, something would go wrong and the ship would fix it. Thinking, what do we do? Don't worry, the ship will fix it. You know? Wow. And so, I, I, But that's me from watching like a couple of episodes. Um, no, look, to me, yeah, to me at that point, they sort of lost what made Stargate good. Yeah. Um, Didn't they do just some web series? I think they're talking well, about doing some web series. Yeah, they were, but I mean, I, but look, I, I think I would love Stargate to come back. But yeah, would you want to talk about the disappointing thing that happened? You can't do that. I'm, I'm too hurt. <laughs> well, where, where Emmerich was um, planning a new trilogy of movies, <sighs> and then, um, but he decided to do Independence Day two first, and because uh... Independence Day two flopped. He uh, said, no, nah, I'm not going to bother. I'm like, oh, oh but it's Stargate. No, Look, it's, Independence it's just... Day. Uh, uh, it sucked because it was terrible and it was poorly executed. That's not, that's, not, that's not necessarily his fault. There could be a number of reasons why that happened. But yeah, for God's sakes, the fact that, you know, right now with all the, you know, the streaming services, You'd think one of these streaming services go, what was yeah. really successful? Stargate. What do people love? You're Stargate. You're literally rebooting everything else. Yeah, you're, re <laughs> you're rebooting everything else. But then you're not going to, you know, reboot one of the most popular TV series of the last 20 years. With yeah. giant ass conventions, internationally loved. Yeah. Great. I mean, it'd be tough to do because, but honestly, I, look, I'll, that would be one show where I actually would say, you know what, go again. That's fine. Do a full reboot. You don't have to make it a continuation. I'd prefer it a continuation. But you know what? I, I would yeah. be, I would be like, you know what? Reboot. Keep to what makes Stargate's shows great. Travel between worlds with gates. No yeah. ships. Keep it grand. There's enough sci-fi shows with ships. We've yeah. seen the shows with ships. This, this is basically, you know, Humans with our machine guns versus aliens and their blasts of weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Let's boil it down to that. Let's do this show again. Yes. If you're listening, please give us more Stargate. But um, you know, the world is too cruel. We'll never get another Stargate. No. We have to accept that. That is our lot in life. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end that episode on 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 a uh, on a. Um... On a depressing a note, or, or, or are we going to rekindle our, our favorite moments? Why don't we share before we wrap up? Mm -hmm. Just, you know, a, a hoorah moment. Not a sad moment, but a hoorah <laughs> moment. I mean, one of my favorite hoorah moments is basically that episode of Stargate Atlantis where Ronan is literally, you know, hunting <laughs> or being hunted. And he's about the hunt. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The hunt. Great he's, episode. You know, that's that that's that's a great episode for me one of those there's two moments that two episodes that re, that stood out to me one 
was the the amazing final episode of that should have really been the final episode with season uh, season eight, where they where they finally defeat both you know Anubis yeah. and the replicators by you know yeah. in this amazing sort of cinematic masterpiece of an ending. <laughs> yeah. Whatever they continue. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Yeah. And then obviously they go into the episode where they go back into Egypt. And the way that episode ended was basically where they have the ZPM in the hand and they go, so when was this, when was this, we went to go on a trip? Oh, we meant to go next week, but we already have it now. Ah, oh, cool. Excellent. Right. <laughs> so does it mean to do anything? No. Okay, cool. Fantastic. <laughs> that was, I was, I was, I was like going, nice, time travel done well. It's like going, here's this thing that we now have that we didn't have to go, we didn't have to do because we, we don't got it. That's great. The thing I, an episode I really liked, um, on um with a new cast was when they were stuck in that time loop because they're being they, they basically froze time because they were being shot up by an ori ship yeah and they couldn't figure out how to disengage the asgard technology to escape and so they basically just, they had to live like hunt like they had to live like 30 to 40 years on the ship yeah then vala and michael like, like Daniel Jackson, you know, they, they got together, they grew old together. Then Teal yeah. basically then was the only oh, yeah. one that could do it because he, was, he lives a lot longer. Yep. Yeah. And but then basically he then has to go back to the to the team and just not tell them anything that yeah. <laughs> that happened. And I was like, oh, yeah. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. that was a fun yeah. episode. I will. I will say this is this is this is my last episode. One of the ones I love the most is when O'Neill gets cloned. Oh, and that kid! Oh, the, the young, the young, the young O'Neil, kid that yeah. plays O'Neill, and now there's two O'Neils in the, the two world. Two O'Neils. Um, that, that was another dynamite performance by that kid. To play, to play, basically play he played a young, O'Neil. young MacGyver. <laughs> One of the things I liked, which is, it's dark, but it's also good, is the the the. the once they defeated the Ori, the new leader was that like the the, the general guy, of, like with you know, thing, is basically like. Oh, you know, you, Teal, you've done that. How do you put it past all those horrible things you've done? And Teal basically looks and goes, You don't. All <laughs> those people that you killed, all those horrible things, you have to live with that. And then you have to learn from that and be better. It's like going, Oh, good, good, like good motivational speech to give. <laughs> but you know, he's right. Yeah. Just because you're now good, it doesn't change what you've done. And Teal yeah. is basically saying, He still has to remember all the horrible things he did as a first prize. Hey buddy, you're gonna have to remember all the horrible things you did in the name of the all right. I'm yeah. sorry, that's just that's just gonna yeah. be how it's gonna, you know, be better than that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's again, I think that was from that that was from the movie that they did the, the wrap-up movie. I think that was from like, one of three wrap-up movies. Three. Instead wrap-up of doing two. one, instead of taking all that budget and putting it into one. Again, Jamie, don't make me mad. I don't want to get madder because <laughs> but you know what? I there was a, it was still a great final movie. So I wrapped it up neatly. I'm still happy-ish. Yeah. Um it was funny. I think we like it so much is because we bought the box sets on DVD. Yeah, and then we're sort of like we'll buy it. We'll make sure that we like we each bought a different version. Like, oh, so yes. oh yeah, so as I bought season yeah. one, you bought season four, or then I yeah. bought season three, and then yeah, and then then like came to my birthday. I think like my birthday. Then we're going okay. Which which one, which ones do we? Then I was like to my friends, <laughs> Wait, I need I need season six because <laughs> <And then, laughs> we, we, we had like 
Yeah. It was great because we had, you know, we were poor back then. Yeah. <laughs> so we couldn't get like, the entire thing. Yeah. And then we just go over to your house and we would just binge watch the entire yeah, we lit- shit out we of literally, it. We literally, and I'm pretty sure it was when I was on a long um, break because uh, where I worked at the time, I got three weeks off yeah, um, yeah, over that's Christmas. But then I got extended. I, got, I took an extra week or something. So in in a month, we watched like eight seasons of Suck at it. And you just come around and it's be like from from dusk till dawn. From dusk till dawn, <laughs> you know? we, um, we 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 gated it up. Oh yes, and, and happy memories. Loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there will never be another series like it. And to me, that's what makes it sad is because it was so good. Oh, yes, it was. It was one of the best sci-fis back then. But you know what? We still have have the DVDs. We still have the memories. You still have a John Shepard figure still mint in box. Oh, yes. And I remember when you got that for me and you said, open it, open it, open it, open it. I'm like, (laughs) no. No. And you know what? Kudos, because that's a... I've looked around. There's those are very hard to come by. There's there's a website I found that sells um those, Ooh. but like and they and they're expensive. Let's just oh, say yeah. they're they're more expensive than. <laughs> but they got the other ones on there, and I'm like, ooh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, no <laughs> room, no room. Because <laughs> I remember I remember walking to storage like it was like it was like oh this perfect present. Yeah. They're going, they're looking at going, look at all the guns it's got, look at all the hands it's got. I was like, yeah. oh, I wanted to keep that. And then let's so yeah. look at it every time I go to your house. I'm like, yeah, should be mine. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, um, <laughs> what was that how I met your mother where, where they, um, Lily makes someone cookies, makes Marshall cookies, I think. And then like he sneaks in in the middle, like Barney, like <laughs> Barney's sneaking in to get. <laughs> They got the the I think they put the piano. Oh no, that, that was Scrubs season the final season. Oh yes, Scrubs. We're we like because Carl was away. Yeah, Turk basically broke <laughs> in to, to, to basically ate, took all the cookies. They see outside yeah. with going yeah. playing that piano crap on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, he put the piano. Yeah. Like, down. Sounds like, like, in. Like... Hang on a minute, Turk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that. Yeah, I should have known better. That's my one of my favorite TV series. Before we wrap up, do we do we want to give people a bit of a teaser of what's we're, we've planned? Absolutely. What have we planned, Chris? What's we coming? have planned a battle royale. We have extensively gone through and with sitcoms and comedies and found thirty-two candidates to fight it out to see who is the best. These candidates were picked based on viewership. Memorable iconic moments, launching careers. There's a whole there's a whole list of reasons why they were picked. We've been watching and catching up on some of the ones we sort of are not familiar with. And very soon we will now be going down a bracket system and determining once and for all who is the greatest comedy slash sitcom series of all time. Yes. Look forward to that. It'll be a we will be doing it. Each bit by bit, over multiple weeks, to decide the final champion. Because 
It is 32. <laughs> it is 32 curse series. And we're not doing that in one sitting. <laughs> 32 series, as we discussed the merits of yes, we'll be breaking this up over multiple parts. Yes. Um, and as always, guys, if you've got any random stories, send them to the true and the fictional gmail.com. We'd love to read them out on the show and dissect the stories to see if they're true or fictional. Um, like, subscribe, and if share. you have any uh, second tip dates on just for Jamie, please also feel free to write those in and let him know. Yeah, but you know I'm a completionist, you know, so I, I, I got to master the first before <laughs> I move on to the second. Valid <laughs> uh, point. Yes. And on that note, until next time. Bye.